0: 760 million. That's 760 with an extra six zeros attached at the end of it. How much is 760 million well if you saved 76 pounds a day which is a lot more than what people make right now you won't be able to get to 760 mil in your lifetime actually if you and your children all saved 76 pounds per day and all of your children lived to 90 years old you won't get there in your lifetime not your children not your grandchildren or your great-grandchildren literally no one If they all live to 90 years of age, it will take you 304 generations to reach that kind of cash. So it's safe to say 760 mil is a lot of money, but why do I keep going on about 760 mil? Well, today I'm going to interview someone who's literally sitting in front of me right now. This person has generated 760 million pounds in sales for big companies. He opens up completely about his secrets. He gives us a ton of value. And if I was to tell you that this podcast episode is going to be valuable to you, that's an understatement. This podcast episode is worth millions. Just listen to what Mr. Nawaz has to say and enjoy the show. How, how would you introduce yourself then, uh, Mr. Nawaz?
1: Um, a mentor to the FTSE 100 leaders. Um, I've helped to um, increase sales by at least 740, 760 million um, pounds uh, for the FTSE 100 um, corporates and um, medium-sized um, businesses. My main uh, speciality is actually nonlinear thinking. Whereas majority of the people, which is ninety nine point nine percent of the population, think linearly, they see a linear problem, then they look for a linear solution. Whereas I look at a linear problem and try and come up with a nonlinear uh, solution to it.
0: So, what do you think you you're specializing in helping people think outside the box? Yeah,
1: it, it, if you look, if if you look for at any organization, any problem, majority of the people will. Um, Follow whoever their next uh, rival is. So it, just take a typical sort of accountancy practice. An accountant um, served, done his time um, as an art- article, um, doing his articles within another accountancy practice. Nine times out of ten, they worked with big corporations. So they go and set up after a while. It's okay, I want to set up my own business. So what the first thing to do is, okay, look, and our Steve set his up two years ago. So I'm going to do what Steve did two years ago. Instead of thinking, well, hang on a minute, I've just done my articles, Price Waterhouse what is Pricewaterhouse doing that I can actually immediately leapfrog the process of having to do what Steve's done. Wow. And most yeah. people end up always doing, you know, what Steve's done and hang on, follow that footsteps, yeah. which means you're just literally going to grow incrementally. And as a non-linear thing, you need to be looking at how can I leapfrog all of these processes and get to the top as quickly as possible.
0: Wow! And how does a, a mentor even help though? Because, for example, let's say we're running a, a business, we're selling Let's say hijabs, let's say yeah. hijabs are very popular, uh, selling hijabs. And I would always want to be looking at, okay, who's doing better, just just a little bit better than me, yeah. see what's working, see yeah. what's proven to work. Yeah. And I would, when I look at the bigger people way ahead of me, like pe- massive hijab corporations across the world, I would always look at them and think, okay, they have the tools and the resources to be able to do those things. I actually don't. So how would your advice uh, help in that situation?
1: If you're looking from that sort of point, anything that's online now, you've you've got um, an edge which um, traditional businesses never used to have because you've got so many spy um, um, uh, tools out there, spyware that you can subscribe to. You can uh, uh, look at your rival, your biggest rival rather than taking the smallest one and say okay it's taken them 15 years to get there how can i now bring that up in five years to get that you can literally even when it comes down to social media when it comes down to um, their sort of line online presence you can go through um, software to find out okay this was their site when they were one year old this was their site when they were two years old what did it look what were the things looking under the bonnet behind the scenes, you can more or less break down detail to detail what's worked for them in the past, what landing pages worked for them in the past, um, what are the keywords that they've used to bring in the traffic for whether it's paid traffic or organic. And you can make that going back up to literally 10 years depending on how far you want to go back into the archives and then literally learn everything that they've done well and everything that they've not done well Mm -hmm. and not necessarily do the ones that they had to pay. So if they've been going, they're turning over like hundreds of millions, you can guarantee and bet your bottom dollar. They've got the top agencies, the top people on board to make sure they're doing it right. So if you're going to sort of like, um, well, I wouldn't say knock off, but literally what you need to do is you need to model somebody that's already been there and learn from their mistakes. And with all these tools, people think, well, they're expensive to pay for a lot of these spy tools, spyware. I can't afford that. But on the other side of the, uh, the equation is can you afford not to? Um, do you want to grow, grow incrementally, and if you're going to grow incrementally, then carry on afford not to.
0: Oh, that's amazing. You know, he's saying, "Yeah, you can't afford it in terms of giving money." But which one's more expensive? Because yeah, yeah. you can actually you can't afford not to do. It. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, it's very interesting to see someone who's already up higher up in the career. Like you, you've done really well for yourself, um, and it's nice to see that you know about social media. Funny thing is, we actually. Huddleback is actually we're running a social media agency ourselves we started in September and we're doing great uh, because we meet like-minded people and they know okay this is the power of social media they see the skill um, but then sometimes when we speak to bigger corporations they still kind of backdated damn, damn. and it's nice to see that you're thinking far ahead but then how do we go to these bigger corporations and chairmen and directors who have been in the comfortable seat for like 50 years how do we explain to them a social media you can actually morph your whole business
1: I mean, I mean my, my, the, the problem is if you look at the traditional uh, marketing agencies, uh, for example, um, majority of the um, larger organizations, the, um, the, the people, the founders were originally from the print industry. And they evolved from the print industry, then they moved slightly into the online industry. They ended up like designing simple websites. So they started life as um, website designers from the print to website designers. Then they thought, oh, hang on, as a web designer, I've got a ceiling here. I need to get beyond that ceiling. So now for doing the same thing, i call it branding. Now I'm able to get two, three times the value of <laughs> that. How do I then move from a brand strategist to become an agency so I can get far more? So literally it's the same person, but he hasn't really necessarily gained any more experience and knowledge because his way of thinking is still the same all he's done is created a different title along the ladder to be able to get more i mean during the shutdown i worked with probably about seven agencies literally on the phone and i think one of my clients which is about 56 just under 60 million turnover um in um and this is a digital agency and i used to consult them and i haven't consulted with them for about seven years out of the blue i get a call and um so you know this is where we are at the moment, what do you reckon we should be doing? And um, I said, well, how many staff have you got on furlough and how many staff are working? yourself so Furlough, everybody and the last two months we were all working from home but we've been losing clients. I'm getting emails all the time and I'm losing clients and um, how do we do this? Should I just call it a day and walk away or what? Uh, you know, how long is this going to go on? And I said, look, there's more people making money online now than we're not. If you take the um, 80-20 equation, 80% of people, I would say, will fall asleep at the wheel thinking, well, I'm, I'm under lockdown, may as well relax, unwind, do whatever. The 20% realize, hang on a minute, Eighty percent of the market is shut down. I'm going to capture their market. So just take paid advertising, for instance. Like eighty percent of the people aren't spending money on Google on Facebook. So the other twenty percent now are getting a bigger share of the Lions market for a fraction of the price. Yeah. So it's again looking at what is everybody else doing? How do I do something different? To in order to like you know get that leap frog momentum going.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. Uh- You you sound very familiar to someone I spoke to. He's a a chartered accountant, but obviously he's gone well ahead. He's a fellow now. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know there was a fellow kind of position for accountants, Mm -hmm. but he's well up in in one of the big corporations. Um, He was saying uh, similar things. Um, So when I asked him for advice and stuff, he said, look, you guys are tiny at the moment because we're just starting out. We've got some really good big clients on board, but starting out. And he said, he wouldn't even be able to tell me anything of um, purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, when he does accounts, he's looking at helping, you know, a billion pound company make mm-hmm. 1.1 billion, mm-hmm. 1.2 billion, mm-hmm. yeah, which yeah. is still 200 million yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. But for us going from, you know, 100,000 100, pounds mm-hmm. to 120,000 pounds, it's just not worth his fee. Mm-hmm. So is that the same in your industry?
1: Um, it, it is and it isn't. Really. It, it depends on what you, if you're looking from the fee perspective, I, I can go and work with a company doing 50 million, doing a billion, and I only have to make a few tweaks and it will make an impact on their bottom line by like you know, 20 million, 50 million, 150 million, 200 million. So if I stick an invoice in for 50 grand or 80 grand, it's irrelevant. Yeah, of But for me to gain gain that sort of invoice from a smaller business, it's not going to happen. Yes. So if I make a tweak of say 3% on somebody doing half a billion turnover, it's, it's a major improvement. Whereas if I do a 5% increase on you, it's not even going to have an exactly. impact. Exactly. So again, what you've got to be doing is from the smaller business perspective is okay what can i do that's different how do i now um, grow this business you know from from the hundred thousand up to a million how do i get it from a million to five million and what you've got to start positioning yourself more than anything else okay if i'm doing a hundred thousand now and i've got um, these three guys around me that's their level of thinking if i was running a million pound business or even a five million pound business what sort of people would i surround myself with what would my accounts manager look like? What would be the type of companies that I would be going knocking on the doors or making calls to to go and get an appointment? And who would I be presenting before?
0: Okay. So you're saying. So it
1: becomes a different ballgame. So if you start to do that now, there's nothing to stop you going and doing the same as if you had five million. You start to think different. You start to see the people around you. You start to attract a different level of people.
0: That's interesting. So it's just all about mindset. Yeah. Then. yeah. It, it, it,
1: I'll give you an example. Um, There's an accountancy practice, I'll I'll even name him because he's a good friend. Um, Going back probably about nine years ago um, in London, in um, Anslow, I met this guy, um, I'm trying to think of his name, If his practice now for two seconds. He'll come to me in the conversation, but I'll... um, so we're having this same um, conversation and he says, look look i'm struggling how do i get my business i said what are your what are your average charges for doing an annual set of accounts including the books and everything it's about 700 pounds a year and i thought oh, well that's pretty low and he said well that's the sort of client i get and most of small businesses and i said why are you charging on that he said well everybody else charges that and i said well who's everybody else he said everybody around here and i said has any of your converters have any of the competitors come up to you, put a gun to your head and said to you, you've got to charge 700 pounds and not more. So I said, next time you get a new client, let me sit in on the meeting. I shan't say anything, shan't do anything. And uh, behold, it just so happened somebody came in about half an hour. This is further down the conversation. Would you mind if I sit in? He said, no, no, at all. Got a small office, um, serviced office. And three of us in there, like pigeonhole, like, you know, just barely getting three chairs and, the, and a desk between us so we're having this conversation and he's having this conversation with his client and the client's going well you know I'm paying £800 pounds at the moment so I'm looking for somebody to do the job cheaper so he's going well I'll do it for 700 so now you're going to do better so he ended up settling at £650 pounds oh. to do the same accounts so I said look you know what you've got to really understand is you're catering To startups, startups haven't got money. Majority of them haven't got money. You're trying to take money from people that haven't got it. So all all you have to do is apply that same skill set, same knowledge, same know-how to a different audience. So unfortunately, it took me, I I would see him roughly about every three months for a coffee, and it took me 18 months for him to accept in his mind that he's still with the same skill set, same knowledge, same know-how, and the same amount of time that he can actually multiply what he was getting there. 18 months later, he then approached me, and he said, look, I've made my mind up now. I need to move. So can we spend um, you know, a day uh, between ourselves and a consultant and see what I need to do? And in that day, it came out clearly that one or two of the clients that he had picked up, he was charging 2000 3000 and they were doctors. He said, and, and the doctors that I do the accounts for They're so uh, methodical that everything in system and processes or what they give me. I very rarely have to do a fat lot to it and I'm charging them more than the guy who's giving me grief at 700 pounds and 650 pounds. So we sat there and we basically formulated a a new name for his organization. So the new um, organization that we set up for him in in Google and see him on there is um, um, Harley Street Accountants. So we then said, okay, let's go after all the professions uh, in, in the medical profession. Um, from dentists to surgeons to whatever and look after those and we started off at a minimum of 5,000 pound annual fees which it took, a, it took him a while to accept that he can get that and about two years down the line the average fee was about twelve to 15,000 pounds and he was still doing the same type of job the same sort of thing no more time and effort but less headaches
0: that's insane
1: so the point I'm trying to make is you, you know you're saying we're at 100,000 and the advice that he gives me it, it's not so much the advice it's how they asked you to look at things, how do you see from a different angle? How do you start thinking non linearly instead of linearly what everybody else is doing? Yeah. If that makes any sense.
0: That makes so much sense. And you know, we can resonate so much like Moas is laughing when you're explaining Yeah, cheaper clients just actually give you more hassle. Yeah. Um, they are difficult to part with their money yeah. because it means so much to them, right? Yeah. So it's such a big portion yeah. of cash yeah. flow. Yeah. And bigger clients, they're happy to depart with that. They're happy to put budget in yeah. and we can actually generate them much better results. And mm-hmm. uh, so interesting. You're actually different mm-hmm. to the accountant mm-hmm. then because my accountant friend, he actually said that the only thing I can do for you is tell you the proper accounts, Um, how to do your um, p and properly, how to do your balance sheet properly and how to give your accounts on time. That's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. But management accounts, we actually don't have a set. Mm-hmm. But what you're saying as a mentor, mm-hmm. everything is a tool. Like you can literally morph our name, you yeah. can morph the colors of our yeah, logo. Yeah, yeah. So this uh, podcast I'm doing at the moment is a community project. I'm, I'm trying to help young entrepreneurs. I've got a humble following. Uh, it's not massive, but it's not small either. Um, and it's all just new new business people mm-hmm, want mm-hmm. to learn how to do this. And you're giving great advice for someone who can afford someone like yourselves. If they can get on the phone with someone like yourself, that's hard as well. I got lucky because uh, Hamza's dad knew you and then I knew Hamza. So we got to networking. Um, But then how does someone who's just starting out, you know, they're no kind of cash flow, they've got a really good idea, lots of hard work in them. How does he go or she go from zero to actually getting even £10,000 a year?
1: I think one of the things I would advise for any startups is try and find um, a mastermind group to belong to. Um, Google what mastermind groups are running in your own area. There might be free ones running. There might be paid ones um, running. Get in with them. Start sharing ideas. Start learning from others. Like you know, Learn from their mistakes so you don't have to make them. Share your mistakes and your learning curves with them so they don't have to make the same sort of mistakes. That's the starting point that I would advise anyone to do. Unless you belong to a mastermind group, you're going to be struggling on your own. All small businesses always struggle on their own. Um, read as much as you can get motivated get inspired motivation on its own is not sufficient you need to get inspired to take action majority of the people you've got to look at yourself i'll take myself now i can come up with ideas but if you ask me to sit down and physically do physical stuff my brain isn't wired that uh, way it used to be when i was up until probably my mid-20s after that once i changed over from the physical side of doing things over to the mental side of it then that side of the brain took over more so i like to be surround myself with people who are what i call hamsters who can do what i say that needs doing and um, you can either do the thinking or you can do the productive uh, production sort of side of it and in the earlier days you have to wear multiple hats you know there's not two ways about it you just have to get people on board and the difficult part is for people their mentality in particularly to say well I can't afford to employ anybody. Well, if you take that mindset, then you're always going to be holding yourself as a hostage. Um, really, majority of the time, if somebody wants to employ somebody, and the average salary is say twenty thousand, which is the bare minimum, like, and you want to get somebody, you know, my argument would be get somebody who has more knowledge, more skill than you, so they can help you to elevate your position. Whereas majority of the people say, well, I'll put an advert out there. And I see him get somebody and they'll start going through CVs. Oh, he's 2D. I can't afford him. Oh, hang on a minute. This one here, I'm happy to work for 17. But he doesn't know what I want him to do, but I'm happy to train him up. So what you're doing now, now you're bringing somebody lowered on your own level. You're now going to be spending time and effort and energy and resources, which you should be doing on the thinking side to try and grow the business, mm-hmm. and yet now you're stuck with him trying to train that person up. Instead, you should be thinking, hang on, how do I get somebody who's who I've got to pay 30,000, 40,000. Let's start looking at those people. Let's start talking to those sort of people. Let's get somebody who's asking for 40,000. Okay, let's sit John down here. John, I can't afford the 40,000. I can afford the 20,000, but please tell me if I was to pay you the 40,000, how quick can I start seeing that return? So you need to lay out, okay, if I'm paying John 40,000, what is John going to return me? And it's not a cost, it's an investment that you're making into the individual. It only becomes a cost if you've selected the wrong person and he hasn't had a return. And the way I always look at it, the minimum any employee, even if it's a simple, simple employee, should be returning you threefold, minimum, if not fivefold or more. And that's what you should be looking at. And you say, okay, John, I'm putting you on a salary of 40,000 or 60,000, whatever it is, month one. Um, you know, you're going to be going through the learning curve. I expect you to bring in at least 25% of your wages. Month two, you need to bring in at least 60% of your wages. Month three, I want you to either break even or bring me a marginal. Are you mm-hmm. able to do that? Oh. If you're not, you don't want him. Get somebody who can.
0: Even if it's more expensive. Yeah. So you,
1: that's a three-month investment, partial investment, yeah. which is nothing. So the salary becomes irrelevant. It's only when you hire the wrong people and you're overpaying them for something they're not capable of doing.
0: Really good, man. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, we'll let you sip your tea because it's gonna get cold. Uh, the only uh, last time I had a mentor was um, at the Prince's Trust. Okay. Yeah. because yeah. um, I had, I in my, in my early twenties, I had the idea to make a milkshake brand, and Prince's Trust liked those, uh, liked the idea, and I pitched it They had a little panel. And they accepted me and I think they were happy to give me 25,000 um, pounds. So, which is a good e- ego boost for me. I was young. I was like, yes, the Princess Trust likes me. Um, I didn't actually take the loan. I just got it with friends and family because um, I feel like alone with the bank, you're just tying a noose around your head, around your neck. Um, but yeah, the mentor was really good. Like it's so hard to find mentors nowadays. Um, obviously, if you can pay for them, if your business is just about making enough cash flow, not profit, but even if you have revenue, Part of that revenue could go towards a really good mentor or a, a advisor, um, someone who understands the industry, uh, and then they can you know take you to the next level and you will literally get a return quicker than the tax man comes. Um, but then how, how does someone find a, a mentor then if you know, you're know you on such a small scale? A 100,000, we're on track. We're, we're quite happy. We, we've got people around us. We can speak to people. Thank you for coming as well so we can get in touch with you. But people just starting out who don't have the resources uh, like us, how do they find someone? You said masterminds uh, already. Would that be the best way to? Yeah,
1: yeah. That's one of the ways to tap in. Look look at people. I mean, go on LinkedIn, find people that have just retired, that are working either part-time, that have got the background necessary experience within your industry. But the only thing you need to be mindful of now is, up until probably about 15 years ago, it was wise to have a mature person on board, whether he was um, a, as a non-executive director or anything else. But the the the, the whole world has now changed. Uh, it's a disadvantage to have a mature person because majority of the people, I mean, like me myself, I'm a dinosaur. But unfortunate, fortunate for me, but unfortunate for uh, other people within my arena and my um, age group, they remain dinosaurs. They don't want to learn anymore. They don't want to really understand, you know, what's happening around them. And for me. I'm happy to pick up the phone and pay somebody $10,000 in the US to say, look, I don't understand this, I don't understand that. Please talk me through, you know, for the next hour to help me with that. I've had incidents where some of my um, FTSE clients I've been working with and they've gone, Mo, uh, we need you to go and train um, our team down there with XYZ. And I'm going, well, that's not my speciality. I don't understand that. I don't really, you know, I can give you a list of people who can. No, we want you to do it, but I, I, I'm not. I'm not skilled enough in that. Well, then go acquire the skill. We want you to do it. So because I've done such good jobs on other projects for them, they're happy for me to go and learn whatever I need to learn and come and help help their team. So that's the difference between having somebody who's got confidence in what you're doing rather than not. I mean, I'll give you an example. Over the years, in the 20-odd in the years that i worked within the um, FTSE arena, probably longer um, – uh, in that last 20 years we did an analysis about four years back and i was thrown out of literally and when i say literally i was escorted out by security out of boardrooms out of 27 footsie companies um, where i particularly offended or upset either the marketing director or the sales director because when i'm sat with them the one, one thing is i will not hold back the client's paying me so why would i want to hold back and not tell the truth because i'm going to ruffle a few feathers There's too many people in the larger organizations who are on an ego trip and majority of them, if you you look at the history of majority, the big corporation, the average person stays there for about four or five years because that's how long it takes to find out whether they're bullshitted or not. And when you call somebody out in front of their peers to say, well, I'm sorry, I don't agree with you on that plan because it's not going to work that way. You're just going to be just another uh, uh, company within that arena. It's not going to differentiate you. It's not going to sell your product apart or anything else. And then it's then, well, get the managing director, to fire him now. I'm not having him talk down to me. Uh, uh, you know, uh, one man band on his own, telling me what to do, telling me what not to do, fire him. Uh, out of 27 instances uh, in front of the rest of the board, they fired me on the spot. And I always say before I leave, okay, before I leave, let me just remind you, two years from now, three years from now, what I've just said to you is going to come back and bite you and he's going to be your biggest enemy or she's going to be your biggest enemy. And when you're ready, never be afraid to pick the phone up to me. And out of those 27, 22 of those companies have had me back, some even with the bonus check. whoa. And that because, you know, when the chickens come home to roost, reality hits home. You know, corporates in in, in their own way, yeah, will eat humble pie because he was right. We need to have him back because nobody else had the balls or the courage to tell us a different. And that's the difference. People get intimidated by, you know, somebody with knowledge, with experience because they feel, hang on, that person's a threat. Well, why would you want to be looking at that person as a threat when that person, you should be embracing that person.
0: Fantastic. Well, um, I, I want to end uh, uh, the interview with selfishly. Um, because we have you here, I'll be stupid not to ask you some advice for, for our own business. Um, like I said, really, we started in September. And the way we started, though, it's not like we're new to social media. We've been doing this for a really long time. And what I've done is I managed to put together the best in the industry um, from across the world. And we've got a really nice team. And every single client that we went in, we have smashed their return on investment. Uh, not return on ad spend, return on investment, as in we're actually getting more profit through the door than they've paid us monthly. And since we started, we've doubled our fees every month and still clients are finding value. Uh, we just signed a client yesterday uh, in, in Huddersfield. So it's going really well. Our fees are 3500 per month, mm-hmm. um, which is, I know you work with big companies, so that's mm-hmm. not massive. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we get in there, we're, we're trying to double uh, every two or three months now. How, how do we find more clients and easy answer to that i know will be yeah your social media marketers so just use social media but the problem we have is people who are already on social media already are they're already on there they know the benefits they are kind of getting some return from it some have bad experiences with agencies that's okay um but we already have a stigma on social media i want to hit the companies that are outside um you know bigger they're already doing really great great product but they haven't penetrated social media marketing properly how how do we do that
1: i think again it's like um um, back to the accountants sort of sides of in trying to say okay you've got the same thing how do you now do that for a different audience that have got more money have got more um, wealth that you can actually and and it comes back to what you've just said there is the return on investment so it's again if you if you're saying that um i can get a return on investment Whether the guy's paying me a £1,000 a month or £3,000 a month, I can get an average of 25% or 50%. But if you're doing that to a company that's doing like half a million turnover at the moment and you're getting that, so okay, if I was doing that for a £10 million company and that 25% that I get for him, is that better than his existing company that's already serving him or not? Or am I doing way above um, the other one? If you're able to do way above, go and demonstrate. Don't feel frightened. Don't feel intimidated. Knock on that door. Say, I've got something here. I've got a check here for you. I mean, one of my ways in my earlier days, um, when I needed to get before somebody, um, one of the FTSE companies, somebody who's never heard of me, I used to write a check out for like £20,000, £30,000 just to get their attention. And I would leave it unsigned. I'd write a letter and say, hey, Steve, I've got something here of value that I want to share with you. I'd like an hour of your time. If in that one hour you feel that I haven't gave you enough value or what I have to say to you is of no value, I'll sign that check to a charity of your choice. That's how, you know, how convicted are you in your belief that you can actually do something, create value for somebody, and be bold enough to say, okay, I'm going to send that, that statement, and if I waste that hour, I'll sign that check over to a charity of his or her choice. Whoa. So, you know, what are you doing that others aren't doing to get before their um, your uh, prospects or, uh, you know, your uh, proposed um, clients for the future? And that's where you've got to start looking at a different angle. The agency that I was talking about, who rang me um, after seven years, and um, I, I said to him, look, what you're doing is falling asleep at the wheel like most people are during the lockdown. What you should be focusing on is who's doing business now. All the online are doing business. So if you're going to Google, Type shoes in, so make a list. I said I'd get a couple of your staff in, now, even working from home, and just literally type in shoes, and you'll find you know 20 companies that are advertising for shoes on Google. Look at the size of each one. Anybody doing more than 10 million turnover, you can look at that account straight away online through um, Credit safe or one of the other agencies. And anybody else doing more than 10 million, that ticks it. I just looked at 100 shoe companies that are advertising on Google, at 100, two of them are doing more than 10 million. Right, move on next one, doing trousers, skirts, whatever. Make a list of 100 companies that are paying Google at this moment in time or paying Facebook to advertise. Go on their websites. Have a look. How many of their keywords are on page one? How many of their keywords are on page two? How many keywords are on page three? And based on that, do a presentation. Say, I can get these keywords either paid or non-paid. Because the good thing is with the data, you can tell if somebody's doing 15 million turnover, you can assess, okay, are they purely online? If they're purely online, that means 100% of their money's coming in. You can go look to the spyware. See what percentage is coming in through paid traffic, what percentage is coming in organic, and you can combine that. What's on page two? If you can move some of the stuff from page two or page three to page one and change some of those keywords, change some of the stuff that the algorithm will accept in, all of a sudden you know that if I move some of these over, at the moment they're ranking for seventy words on page one. If I add another thirty on there, that will add at least twenty percent of the turnover. What does that twenty percent equate to in monetary value? To say, I'm I'm here. I'm going to add another. Twenty million to your uh, bottom line or i'm gonna add five million to your bottom line immediately i can guarantee to do that if you're not prepared to trust me i will get you the results then pay me on the results Wow! So you have to be bold enough in the initial stages to go in there be convicted enough in yourself Say, i'm going to do that i'll do it i'll prove to him then i'll get paid
0: Amazing. so just confidence in our own skill confidence yeah. in how our skills are going to benefit them yeah. and then just go and start knocking doors and yeah.
1: Always be looking. How can I create value for the other person? If you're able to demonstrate the value for the other person, they'll always sign on the dotted line. Most people, unfortunately, don't really understand value.
0: Value would just be return on investment, right? That's yeah, yeah. exactly fantastic. Thanks so much. Uh, no problem. Um, pleasure, so pleasure. Much. I know you're giving us some secrets here. Yeah, they usually charge for. No, no. <laughs> hey,
1: listen. Knowledge <laughs> is like a river flowing. You know, if I don't share that knowledge now, like you know, it gets outdated by next week.